Welcome to the New Grace Sermon Podcast. Our church exists so people experience new life in Christ. We invite you to connect with us on social media at newgrace.cc on Facebook and Instagram. For more information about us or to support this ministry financially, visit us at newgrace.cc. My sermon today is about prayer. And when you hear always oh, sermons about prayer, it sounds like something cookie cutter, you know, probably got it off Sermon Central or something like that. No. So um, I'm going to try to work swiftly today because at the end of this, my hope and expectation in prayer all week is that the Holy Spirit falls in this room in a way where some of you get out of your own way. Because I've been in this room a lot, and I've been in a lot of other rooms, and, and, and it's always such a crime when we come into a room like this and we get in our own way. Like, like we get in our own way. And, and in getting in our own way, we're getting in God's way. So today I want liberty and looseness and freedom in this room. I don't want you to feel hindered. I don't want you to have fear. I don't want you to struggle with any anxiety. I don't want you to worry about your neighbor or the person behind you or the person in front of you because I want you to get so in tune with God today in the next few moments that you're able to operate out of overflow. Now, some of y'all don't know what that means, but you're going to find out before we get out of here, okay? So here's the deal. I don't know how long this is going to go. I don't know how long it's going to last. I didn't put a timer on it. I don't have an expectation for how long or how short or how whatever. I just want to allow God to do what God does. I want to get myself out of the way, and I want you to get yourself out of the way, and I want to see what God can do because with everything that's going on around us, everything that's transpired just in the last week, we live in a messed up world. We live in a messed up society. And there's broken and messed up people in this room, out there in the parking lot, pumping gas, riding up and down 441. And it's amazing to me that the creator of the universe sent his son to die for us and that we would be the vessels that carry a life-changing, life-saving message into so much darkness. But we would rather sit around and play on social media and we would rather get tied up in preference and talk about convenience and, and talk about what we like and what we want. Boy, it's a good introduction, isn't it? Amen. You think about it. We get so caught up in all that stuff that we miss the presence of God. Don't you do that today. Don't you miss the presence of God. When he passes by, don't miss it. Don't you miss it. Don't you miss it. I'm trying to encourage you to not miss what's going to happen. Loose with liberty. Freedom in this room. Freedom in this room. Let me read a verse of scripture to you. I'm going to move quick. Luke 18, 1. This is what Luke said. He said, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Prayer is so vital to our everyday lives. You know what's interesting about this verse of scripture? There's a word in it that looks like it's out of place because it looks like a southern word. It looks like something my grandma would say. It's the word alt. O-U-G-H-T. Alt. So it aroused my curiosity. So the Greek word for alt is a very simple three-letter word, D-E-I, day. 
Here's what it means. It means necessity. Essential to living. Crucial to the outcome of all our decisions. Necessary means it's required. It is a requirement. It's required to be done. It's necessary for God's people to pray. It's necessary for the church to pray. It's necessary for you to pray on your own. It's necessary for you to pray corporately. It's necessary for you to pray in a group. It's necessary for you to pray every time you have an unction or you feel an urge. It's necessary. It's essential to your being. It's essential and crucial to your life. But I don't know what to say. I don't like to pray out loud. I feel stupid when I pray. It doesn't make sense. It's still necessary. You see, when we get stuck on preference, our politics, or this, or that, we miss his presence. Because if you really think about it, and you take it all the way back to the beginning, when God created man, in the garden. It was the only part of creation that he actually put his hands on. He formed man from the dust of the ground. And he breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. It was an intimate interaction that kick-started an intimate relationship between the creator and the creation. And today we get too busy with everything else to engage in that intimate relationship with the Creator. And then we wonder why all of our other relationships suck. He said we ought always to pray and not to faint. Don't just pray at it. Don't just pray for it. Don't just pray over it. Don't just, oh, I just got to pray through it. No, 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 let me, let, me, let, me, let me unlock a secret for you about prayer real quick. You ready for this? Prayer is not just about having a conversation with God. It's about giving God your attention. I'm choosing not to pay attention to that because I want to give you my attention. I don't care if the sky's falling, if the ocean is rising, if the mountains have crumbled. My attention is on you. My affection is towards you. My mind, my heart, my soul is on you. You have my attention. It is necessary that I give you my attention. That's what prayer is. You don't even have to utter a word. You just have to put your gaze upon him. Give him your attention, and the Spirit will make intercession for you. That's deep water, though. You're making me uncomfortable. Good. He said, men ought always to pray and not to faint. He said, it's necessary, man. He, he said that it is so crucial that God's people pray, that the church prays. And not just Lord, the food looks good. Thank you. Amen. Not, the devil's really been on me this week, Lord. Can you help me? No, 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 no. I'm setting my attention on you, my affection. I'm going to turn off Fox News. I'm going to turn off NSNBC and all that other garbage. I'm going to set my smartphone down for about 30 seconds. I'm going to quit scrolling and looking at everybody's highlights, and I'm going to put my attention on you because you said it's necessary. The things that you're facing today, the things that you walked in here that are on you and you have no idea how to get them off of you.
You've been struggling with it your entire life. Some of you struggle in secret. This is the best place to play make-believe. Did you know that? It is. We all put on our best when we come in here. Try to convince the pastor that you got it all together. We know you don't. You know why? Because we don't. I ain't got it all together. I'm on this journey just like you, step by step. There's some really good days, and then there's some days that you just want to control, alt, delete. Can I tell you something about those days, though? Those are the days if you would really put your attention on God. If you'd really set your focus on heaven, those are the days when God's the closest to you. When it's all good in your hood, when everything's going right, and you ain't got to think about it, normally you're pretty far away from God. But when God puts you back up against a wall, or you're on your back looking straight up, that's when he's the closest to you. It's through the trials and the tribulations, not the triumphs. He said we ought always to pray and not to faint. Jesus said something else interesting in Mark Chapter 3, verse 27. He said this. He said, no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. There's three very simple things about prayer, but they require an illustration because I want this to stick to your soul when you leave here. I want this to stick in your mind. I don't care if you know who I am or remember who I am. I want you to remember what's about to happen. So, so let, me, let me show you something. Jesus said that no one can spoil a strong man's house unless they bind the strong man. And he said that we're supposed to pray, that it's necessary that we pray. But we don't. Not like we should. You gotta have a specialized environment with special music and mood lighting to get in the mood to pray. What if we was out in a field? Would you be willing to pray? Well, what if we were standing in a restaurant waiting to get a table? Would you be willing to pray? What if you was on the job and someone lost and undone, destined for the devil's hell, was standing in front? Would you be willing to pray? No, you wouldn't. You know why? Because the enemy's got you bound. You are bound. You got all this stuff that's hanging on you. Your past mistakes, failures, that secret sin that you struggle with, the time you did your best and it didn't work out the way you thought it would. You got mad at that church. Nobody cares. I'm just being honest with you. You didn't get hurt by the church. You got hurt by some sin that you wasn't willing to confess. You got hurt by some stuff that you've been carrying that God, he took it a long time ago, but you choose to pick it back up. And most of you come in this room and you put on your best face. You'll act your best, you'll be your best, you'll say your best, but you are weighted down. You've got chains on your soul. You do. How do I know that? How do I know that? Well, it's simple. It's really simple. You'll carry stuff that God never intended for you to carry. You know, we're creatures that are not meant to carry things. We can hold things for a little while, but we're not meant to carry them for a long period of time. We're not. Your stress, your anxiety, it's too heavy. 
It is. Your fear, it's too heavy. You can't handle it. You can't. You may manage it okay from time to time, but you can't. It's heavy. Your worry and your doubt, sometimes you don't even realize it, but you're worried about things that have absolutely nothing to do on the scope or scale of eternity. People in your family don't know Jesus. People that you encounter on a daily basis that need to experience the love of Jesus, that need to experience the life-changing grace and mercy of an almighty God. And just shackled down with what they might think of you. What if they don't like what I say? Another chain. It gets heavy after a while. It gets heavy. You got hopelessness. You don't know how to fix something. It's just going to be like this all the time. I guess this is just me. I guess this is who I am. This is who I'll always be. And God says that we ought always to pray and not to faint. You know why you're falling out? You know why? Because you're carrying stuff you're not supposed to. You have things on you right now that weren't meant for you. God didn't intend those things for you. But for some reason, you allowed the enemy to creep in. For some reason, you allowed a lie to become a reality. For some reason, you accepted something that was less than the goodness of God for yourself because you felt disqualified. You felt like you weren't good enough and you'll never be enough. And you just walk around and it gets heavier and it gets heavier and it's harder and it's harder every single day. And you're hopeless. And before you know it, you're depressed. You're angry. Because 10 years have gone by and you wonder what happened and you have no answer. Thus you have no solution. And you allow that devil to creep up into your mind and to speak lies over you. To try to convince you that it will always be this way and you will always carry these things and there's nothing you can do about it. When Jesus was talking about that strong man, there's three ways. There's three facets of prayer. Three facets of prayer. This is where it's going to get uncomfortable for some of y'all. First one is vocal. Your prayer should be vocal. But I don't know what to say. There's another chain. You need to hear yourself say it. That's the first step. Like, you need to hear yourself say some of these things out loud. Like you do. There are things that you struggle with and you won't pray about them. You won't say it out loud because you know if you say it out loud, it'll become a reality. And then you'll actually have to do something about it. So you won't. They need to be vocal though because you need to hear yourself say it. Not only do you need to hear yourself say it, but heaven needs to hear you declare it. Because my Bible tells me that there is life and there is death in words. And spoken word is powerful when you speak life. And you need to speak life over yourself sometimes. And you need to say it out loud because heaven wants to hear it. Hell needs to hear it too. Some of you need to serve notice on the devil today. That, that I'm done. It's over. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to carry this stuff anymore. I'm going to be vocal about it. I'm going to say it out loud. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care what other people think. This is my walk. This is my journey with God. This is what God wants from me. He wants me to vocalize these things. You need to understand that your prayers are valuable. If it matters to you, it matters to God. And the reason that you can't find any value 
is because you haven't understood your value to God. Did you not realize that God sent his only begotten son to hang on a cross and die so that you could confess him as savior and be forgiven and free? You don't have to walk around like this anymore. You don't have to be tired all the time. You don't have to be wore out and beat down anymore. You can have joy. You can have freedom. Your prayers are valuable because God's got some other people that need to hear what you have to say because there's value in it. It ain't going to be the triumph story. It's not going to be about your wins and how great you are. Nobody likes a narcissist. Yeah, that's right. Old egotistical person. Nobody likes that. No, you, you know where the value comes from? It comes from the hurt. It comes from the messiness. It comes from the spots that are still tender, and if somebody touches you in that certain spot, you might get a little defensive or you might snap back real quick. That's where the value is at because that's where God's done the greatest work in your life. It's where God brings you from. It's what God brings you through. They have value. you got to vocalize them. you got to understand the value in them because there's a lot of value in them. Now, this last one's a big word. They're voracious. Some of you, some of you need to just be honest with God. You need to be honest about your struggle. You need to be honest about the sin. You need to be honest about the steps. You need to be honest about all of it. And you need to be willing to hear the honest voice of God in return and accept the feedback. Because not everyone's trying to attack you. Not everyone's trying to tear you down. Not everyone has it out for you. God's literally got people on your path that just want to encourage. They just want to lift you up. They just want to help you. They don't want anything from you because you don't have anything to offer. But you got to be honest. But it's easier to play make-believe. It's easier for me to convince you that I'm something that I'm not because I only have to see you once, maybe twice a week. And I can pop on a smile, and I can play the part, and I can be Mr. Pastor Man, and, and, and I can say the right things and do the right things, and you have no idea that I walk around like this every single day, weighted down in a struggle. See, what you don't realize is, is the enemy has creeped in, and now that you're bound, he's going to spoil your house. You see, it's not just about you. It's about the other people that God's placed in your life. For some of you, it's about the people who are in your future that you haven't met yet. It's, 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 it's about that plan that God's designed so intricately and intimately for you. And now you're bound and the enemy's just spoiling your house and he's wrecking it because you'd rather play make-believe than to just be honest. And you'll carry all this stuff. And God said, I never intended for you to carry that stuff. I never intended for you to do that. I never intended for you to be this kind of person. That's not my will for your life. It's not my will for your life. So my question for you is really simple. I told you this is going to be quick. You ready? If you're trapped, if you feel stuck, if you feel worthless, if you feel weak, if you feel like there's too much pressure... Maybe there's someone in this room that's even just considered, well, maybe the world would just be better off if I just wasn't here anymore. Nobody would notice anyways, right? 
You got chains on you, sir. Ma'am, you are, you are bound down and it's time to get loose and it's time to get free. But you got to be vocal about it. You got, you're going to have to step into some courage and into some faith. And you're going to have to trust God beyond your own understanding. Check this out. He says that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Why is it so important? Because some of you are about to faint. The word faint translated means afraid, discouraged, tired to despair or to lose heart. When you understand that the only person that possesses your heart is Christ, and when you fix your attention on him and your affection on him, the other things begin to fade away. I'm not saying that you ain't still going to struggle with some of that stuff. I'm not saying that you won't be tempted. I'm not saying that you won't sin because you will. But what I'm saying is, is it's a whole lot easier for the devil to get you wrapped up in chains. It's a whole lot easier. It's a whole, whole, whole lot easier for you to be able to break free and not fall into that same trap. Has it been heavy lately? I've seen a bunch of people celebrating on TV because a court overturned a ruling about the sanctity of life. And then I've seen a whole other group of people who were mad about it. And I had a moment where I was like, Lord, what's wrong with us? And it was really simple. It's a three-letter word, sin. It's sin. It's always been sin. It'll always be sin. I don't care if you're a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, uh, an Independent. I don't care. I don't care which news channel you watch. I, I don't care which translation of the Bible you read. The problem is sin. Sin will keep you in your seat here in a minute. Sin will make you be quiet. Sin will tell you that there's no value in what you have to offer. And sin will completely shield you from the truth and the honesty of God. So here's my question. If it's heavy... If it's heavy, if it's been heavy, and you've had a really hard time just trying to find yourself, and you, you just need a moment every once in a while to fight back the tears and to put on your happy face and to be a good, strong soldier for everybody, if that's you, why don't you take the chains off? You should. You know why? Because you're about to faint. I weigh 240 pounds. I'm six foot two. This chain weighs 85 pounds. How heavy does that make me? How long do you think my joints and my muscles can endure this? I'm pretty fit, but I ain't that fit. Now think about your spiritual self. Think about all the weight you've been carrying. Think about all the stuff that got nailed to a cross that you willingly went and took off the cross and put back on yourself. Think about all the hopes and the dreams and the aspirations that you had and you allowed them to die or maybe it was a mistake or maybe you did something wrong and you just haven't been willing to step back out and you just put the chains back on. What would happen if you just, what would happen if you just started to take them off? What, what would happen if you just started to surrender and submit to what God wants. You know what he wants for you. I don't have to tell you. You know what he wants. If you're any semblance 
of a child of God, you know what he wants for your life. You know what he's called you to. You know what he spoke to you and only you. Some of you are afraid to utter it because you don't want it to be true or you can't believe that God would use somebody like you or that God would call somebody like you. So instead, you'll wear this and you just drag it around with you like an accessory, right? Just chained up. You know, the thing about this is it's a limitation. You can only go so far and you can only do so much. And the God I serve doesn't have any limitations. The God I serve doesn't have boundaries or borders. But you willingly limit him when you choose to live this way. The prison cell's been open and you've been set free, but you've decided to go back and sit in the cell. You choose this. God doesn't do it to you. You choose it. Why do we do that? Why do we do that? The God that I know, the God that I love, the God that I serve, that saved me and has taken me places that I never could have imagined going and doing things that I never could have imagined doing is the same God that loves you and wants to do the same things for you. Not just for you, but through you. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcatcher. New episodes are posted on Tuesday.